0: Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Mike's on. He's ready to go. On the fan. New York Sports Radio. Mike's on. Mics on. to will get you the sports and it that he can. It's Mike Francis on the fan. Sports Radio 66 and 101.9 FM WFAN. All right, we're coming your way on this uh, May 18th, a Monday, as we head towards Memorial Day weekend, and we head towards maybe all these major sports taking a step. A safe step uh, towards re-entry, one little step at a time. Brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Brought to you by those who drink it. I take you right up until six thirty. Susan and John at Mariano's last game at that time, so you can listen to that this evening. You had a smattering of sports this weekend. Nothing that exciting. You did have. Uh, I did watch some of the golf. You know, other than seeing a course that I've I've been to but never played. Uh, but got a chance to see it yesterday. Uh, Seminole, which uh, very pretty seaside course down in uh, th- down in uh, Palm Beach. Uh, next this weekend they will have the match with Tiger and Phil and Peyton and uh, Tom Brady. So you'll have that back this week. Then real golf will come back. The PGA Tour will return on um, the weekend of the of June eighth, uh, June eighth, ninth, tenth. That will be back. So you have that. You heard Cuomo say today that uh, he would like to see. Uh, without fans, professional sports start to edge their way back. So they're all starting to do that. Although, when you when you look at some of the safeguards that they're discussing, especially the ones that I had some fun with yesterday and on the Sunday show in baseball. I mean, they boarded on the ridiculous, the ones in baseball. They really did. I haven't seen what basketball is offering yet in basketball. I mean, there's you have some issues there to deal with as far as uh, how close the players are and proximity and the contact and everything else. You don't have that uh, too often in baseball. You have that a lot, obviously, in, in basketball. They're going to have to realize that, hey— We're dealing with players who have all been tested, who have been tested repeatedly, and we don't look at that as a uh, threat. But I mean, some of the stuff was almost comical that was in there. The idea of you know multiple times at the game taking players' temperatures, to uh, the idea of uh, moving away from the players on the base paths. Uh, I mean, it's just crazy stuff. You know, no arguments. Uh, You know, third base coaches only allowed to do this and not do this. And I mean, it's just so many different things that have been discussed that it. It does seem almost not worth the effort, but it is worth the effort. And forget what it means to the owners, the players to get paid, the owners to make some money, salvage some money out of the season, the networks to get their relationships with sponsors back started and get people watching and everything else. So we understand what it does, but more than that is what it means to the country because it does have an effect. Sports will have an effect. It will promote a sense of normalcy. It will promote a sense of that we're past a certain point, that we're moving in the right direction. And that's why, um, It's important, but also, I mean, there's some things that have to happen. I mean, I think the biggest thing, the two biggest things that, and obviously today you're getting a lift on Wall Street because of the Moderna discussion this morning where Moderna came out and said they're moving ahead with the vaccine, and so far it's all systems go, which lifted the market and got everybody all positive today, even though they're saying at the best and they're just getting ready to get to the larger phase of of dealing with a larger group to see if it works um, and that it's safe. Uh, but they're talking turn of the, of the year anyway. They're talking January at the earliest. Even though they've already been given $485 million to mass-produce some of the inoculations, it's still, you're talking... January at the earliest uh, for it and there are some others that are working a lot right alongside it so there's a reason for optimism there and that's a good thing I mean because I think that's still before we get back to spectators thoughts we have to have a vaccine I don't think we will be back to some things in life just will not be back I mean until then I don't think Broadway will I don't think concerts will I don't think spectator sports will until we get a uh, some kind of vaccine that we feel very confident with and Let's see how fast they can do that. In modern time, uh, these are little different drugs than we've dealt with in the past. Uh, They have uh, different—they're created differently. There's different properties to them. Uh, There's obviously a whole new way of doing things now. Uh, So hopefully it can be done a lot quicker. We'll see how that works out. The NFL is dealing with uh, a new kind of face guard, a new kind of uh, face mask that would be protective. They're looking into that. Uh, So every sport has its own little things that it's— dealing with and hoping that it can aid in at least letting them get back on the field, get their sport back going again, and create the kind of entertainment and diversion that sports allows and very other few things do in our culture. But it would be a distinct positive, there's no question, and and a feeling uh more of a sense of regularity if, if you can get that. So hopefully we're heading in little by little uh, that here as we approach Memorial Day, that everyone can get out and battle a little more, get back to a little more normal activities. And uh, I think two big keys will be one, sports coming back, and two, having kids in camps and then in schools. We'll see if that happens this year. We just don't know yet. We don't know about camps. We're, we're still waiting on camps you know, we're still waiting to hear about camps. We'll hear about them in the next couple of days. And supposedly we will hear about school in September by the first week in January, uh, first week in June. So we're about maybe three weeks, months on the outside to hear about that. Um, News today on the giant cornerback, Baker. It's become a very, very odd case, one now that we have no idea about. Because the case according to all the reports, was based on the victims giving sworn testimony and testimony that allowed the police to go after them and listing what the allegations were. Then these same people take back, recant their stories. So the attorneys for these players are now saying, hey, look, these guys all recanted their stories. So now the police are like, wait a second. And the district attorney's like, wait a second. Now you're making us look like fools. You call us. You swear, we swear out these complaints against these people. You claim all the, not one of you, five of you claim these crimes. And now all of you now recant these crimes and say your second statements are the right ones, that there were was no crimes, that there was an argument but nothing terrible and nothing was taken. Uh, now give us a chance to look into this and see if you were coerced. And you see, when you're arrested and you're out on bail, you're told you can't go near a witness. They had not been told that yet because they had not been arrested yet. So the people wonder the authorities wonder did they get to the witnesses did they which they're of course going to think that doesn't matter the witnesses now are not worth a damn to the to the district attorney or to the police because they have proved that they're worthless first of all some of them don't have great background secondly in that they they're gambling and they might have some Issues of their own, okay? Uh, And and number two, they've recanted their stories. So which one's correct? Now they're asking them, why'd you recant your stories? Were you bribed? Were you threatened? Did somebody get to you? So unless somebody says they did, they don't have any video evidence, they don't have any uh, tangible evidence, and they don't have any witnesses. So right now, it doesn't look like Unless something happened, since that came out this morning, unless something happened along that line, it looks like, you know, it's going to be, okay, where are you going with this if you don't have any witnesses? So we don't know, like, you know the police aren't happy, and you know the uh, DA isn't happy, okay, they're saying, wait a second. You said one thing, our police went to work, and now you say something completely different. What happened? So, But unless they turn around and say they were coerced or threatened or whatever, I don't know what they're going to use as evidence here in this case. So we'll have to wait and see that let this thing sort it, it all out, but it has taken a complete turn towards the fact that the players may now not be in the enormous trouble that we all thought they were in, which is why you always have to use the word alleged in these stories until you get to the bottom of them, because of the fact that now which, which set of testimony is correct, the first which talked of these crimes that they committed or the second which has re- completely recanted the stories? We'll have to wait and see. Back after this, I tell you, all the gambling uh, companies that have been dormant—they can't wait for this Phil, Tiger, Brady, Manning event this weekend. Now, it's still golf, and I'm sure they'll come up with something a little interesting, hole by hole, and some different things for you. But boy, it just shows you how starved they are to get back into action, and how starved they know the public is to get back into action so uh again that event it is on memorial day weekend i don't know if it'll keep people in their homes if the, if now you still are going to have access to some places to go outside not everything but it sounds like at least a decent amount of things will be open on the weekend you don't have any games as distractions so i wish we wish we did but that might not be that far away uh, but we'll at least have that. We'll do more on that event as we. Uh, from medalist. Yesterday's from Seminole. This one will be from medalist right down the road uh, from about 20 minutes away from uh, between the two golf courses, about 20 minutes apart. Uh, but another beautiful uh, golf course this weekend as uh, they will play it. It will be uh, Tiger and Peyton Manning, who's anywhere from a six to an eight handicap. And uh, Phil and and Tom Brady, who's an 8 handicap, the one thing to watch about the course is, see, they can't do both. You either make this course, and by that I mean the greens and the pin placement. You can make this course where the quarterbacks can't shoot 90, or you'll make the course where the pros can shoot 60. See, there's no in-between. If you make the pin placements... And you, and you get the speed of the greens to where Phil and Tiger are used to, Tom and Peyton aren't going to be able to compete. They're going to miss a lot of shots. They're going to miss a lot of shots around the greens. Uh, and they're going to have a lot of hard time putting. If they don't do that, then it'll be very, very easy, especially with their approach shots for Tiger and Phil to hit them very close to the flags. It's one or the other because you can't do the course both ways. You're either going to make it pro-like where guys like Tiger and, I mean, guys like Tom and uh, and uh Peyton just can't, they can't play that. You know, you have to be able not only to hit a target, you have to be able to spin your ball. Otherwise, you're not keeping it on the green. So, I mean, those guys can't do that. That's why they're pros. So it'll be interesting to see which way they play the course. I think it'll be somewhere in between, but I think it'll be closer to where Tiger and Phil will, do, will be able to, stick it in there very close because of the uh, relative ease of the pin placements and the speed of the greens. Uh, but we'll get to that later in the week. Um, on Radio.com, leading up to th- this half hour, I just did an uh, interview with Jay Harwitz, the longtime Mets PR guy, legendary PR guy in New York, who everyone knows who started in 1980 with the Mets and now he handles their alumni stuff as still, you know, he handles that now in, in his days with the Mets. Uh, as he approaches his 75th birthday. He's got a book out, comes out tomorrow. Mr. Met, you can get it at Amazon.com, uh, at Barnes & Noble. Uh, so, uh, obviously online from Boston, Barnes & Noble. But uh, comes out tomorrow. Mr. Met, JG is with the Mets. And again, a beloved figure with the Mets. Every player. I mean, I'm telling you, he was such a part of the players. And was so close to the players. I, I I can't think of anybody who did his job who was close to the players than he was. They they worshipped them, And uh, I'm sure there's plenty of interesting stories in there. Uh, and Jay just told a couple of them with me just a couple of minutes ago. So check out the book. Get it for the baseball fan or the uh, Met fan in your family. Uh, and again, Mr. Met comes out, uh, I guess you can get it tomorrow morning or maybe even tonight, I'm not sure, on Amazon. Uh, but check it out. Amazon or... Uh, Bonds & Noble, and uh, pick up uh, Jay's book. So it comes out tomorrow. Um, as we said, you have more and more conversations each day now trying to get past some of the hurdles, economic, medical, to get these sports back hopefully by the 4th of July. Uh, the NHL is making strides. The NBA is hopefully making strides. The NFL is right where it wants to be, so it doesn't have any issues. They're getting ready soon to open up their uh, facilities. They want to open all 32 uniformly, but again, they haven't missed anything, and they're in very good shape. Uh, And, of course, Major League Baseball, which has still got both safety and economic issues to deal with before they uh, get there. You're talking about a 50-player roster, not all of them will be active, obviously, each night. They will, that will be negotiated. There will be a lot of pitchers there. There will be a tremendous amount of pitchers on the roster. It could be even 18 or 20 pitchers by the time they finish. Uh, now, they're not going to all be active every night, but you're going to be carrying a pitching taxi squad that's going to be quite, quite large because they're going to need a lot of arms the way this is going to work out. And uh, remember, you're going to have the ability to hand, carry a lot of younger players, guys who you may have kept in the minor leagues, you'll be able to take that extra player with you this time and keep him with you and utilize him when you want. Plus, remember, in the National League parks, you're going to have the DH. So for a Cespedes, that's a big advantage. And for a lot of guys, uh, that that's a big advantage. So in the National League, you're going to be able to utilize that on a uh, night-in, night-out basis. Is it permanent for the National League? We don't know that. But this was a very easy way for them to make that adjustment. And I don't think any more there is the resistance that there was years ago. You had owners who you know used to act like they would fight to the death before they would allow a a, a, a DH in the National League. I think those days are gone. Those owners are gone. So I don't think. And, and from a practical standpoint, it makes plenty of sense here. So I think you will see it. And I think from a standpoint like the Mets, going to help them a lot. I don't think there's any question. With the roster they have, it's going to help them uh, a good deal. Once we finally get everybody on the, on the field, they will play baseball. It might not look like baseball like you know it, but they will play baseball this year. Um, I would say you have a good chance that you will have most of these sports activated not counting, obviously, football, but you will have most of these sports activated by the 4th of July. If, it, if they don't get them activated by then, it doesn't seem to make much sense. It really doesn't. So I think that will be the case, where you have a playoff to get to in both hockey and basketball, and then, of course, the season that they're trying to institute in Major League Baseball. As far as horse racing, Belmont is going to open June 4th, no fans. They have not made a decision yet on Saratoga where we already know fans are out for this year and, and the sales are out for this year. We don't know if they'll have racing there. Remember, the state needs money. And the state is, according to their own report, $61 billion in the hole right now. Saratoga brings them a lot of money. Saratoga simulcasts, which are incredibly popular across the racing world, bring in a lot of, a lot of money. That's something I think they will take into consideration, and that's why a lot of people feel you might have gambling in New York earlier than you had thought as far as, as you have in Jersey now that you can gamble mo- uh, on, your, on your phone and gamble mo- on, a, on a mobile basis very soon in New York because of the fact that, again, it is another way to raise money. And this is going to be something that New York has to do in a very big way from a lot of different revenue streams. And this gives them another one. So one that some people are pushing for them to move in that direction rather than let that money go to Jersey, which it has in the last couple of years and made Jersey enormously successful. And a lot of people know that there's a lot of New York people who go across state lines and wager. And that money could stay in New York. And New York City would be an incredible oasis for that once it reopens so is that going to happen this year by the time football comes unlikely by the first of the year maybe I thought it would probably be at least another year away it might be shortened I doubt it can be done I'm not even sure it could be done now by the start of the football season but it could be done by the end of the year I think is a possibility it could something like the first of the year could be in the offing and I would not be surprised if that was the case because obviously these states, which have been hit so hard for all the different expenses that they have and all the, all the money they've lost because of the inaction, inaction the inactivity, the, the sales tax that's been lost, just the amount of volume that's been lost just across the state, especially in New York City, there's um, a very good chance any revenue stream that is going to be pronounced is one they'll look to take advantage of, which could lead you to that case for a lot of people who have looked for that to be a big part of. And the DraftKings and FanDuel's and all the other companies have waited with bated breath for the day when New York was online and ready to go. Could happen maybe by the end of the year this year. There's been talk of that. Now, whether it happens, we'll have to wait and see. They've been reluctant. The governor's been reluctant. We'll see where it goes. Okay, as we told you, Susan and John are standing by. They're going to have Mariano's last game. Casamigos tequila, as always, uh, brings you the program brought to you by those who drink it. As we approach uh, 6.30 on this uh, Monday evening, uh, stay safe. Susan and John are next with uh, another Yankee win. We'll see you tomorrow.